And welcome back to another edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting apps. Search the Champs Corner podcast. Got a good bit to talk about today. The Birmingham Iron, Mark Jennings, Birmingham Iron dropped their first game of the season, but uh, maybe the Iron are going to be getting a new quarterback soon. We will talk Alabama football getting a new commitment and we will also talk basketball recruiting, a little bit of trend in Watford here. And uh, so let me, we'll also take some listener questions, but let me introduce my co host, Mark Jennings. Mark, how you doing? Drew, as always, it is great to be on your podcast, even when I'm pretty down like I am this week, thanks to the outcome of the game today. Being able to come on your podcast has been such a blessing for me and my family. I know how much I bless your listeners with my expert information every week so drew thank you so much for having me on drew i obviously wish the game could have gone a little better but how are you doing my friend i'm doing really well mark i watched the game on tv uh the iron lose 12 to 11 to san antonio i know the weather was really nasty today at legion field but what was the crowd like well, I say this every week, Drew, but we've got the best fans in the world. I know you watched the game on TV. You saw how full the, the fans were. We're proud to have another sellout. We had, it was a little disappointing. We didn't have as many fans outside the stadium today, but with the weather conditions, uh, I can't say I'm real surprised by that. But we still had a packed house, and, and we had the best fans in the, in the alliance, Drew. And I'm just so proud to be part of the Birmingham Iron family. And thank you guys again. I do apologize for that performance today. We're all disappointed by what happened. And it was tough inside that locker room after the game, Drew. I'm telling you what, it was a, it wasn't a pretty scene. A lot of guys down, a lot of guys in tears, knowing they let down the fans and attendance and the fans outside the stadium. But we're going to pick it back up, Drew. We're looking already looking back to getting back on the field next week and, and really showing the world what the Iron are all about. Yeah, next week the Iron hosts the 4-0 Orlando Apollos at 1 o'clock p.m. Cent- 1 o'clock at uh, Central Time on TNT. But Mark, uh, what happened in this game? Because San Antonio goes up 12-3 to late. The Iron get a late touchdown. They try that, uh, what the Alliance of American Football terms as the onside kick when you're going for 4th and 12 from the 28. Couldn't convert. But uh, what were some of the big reasons you guys lost the game today? Well, every team in the Alliance is going to be real thin on the offensive line. I believe I mentioned this the first week. It's going to take some time for that offensive line to gel. And if you watch the game today, Drew, you know we had a lot of injuries out on the field. We were already thin to begin with. J.C. Hassenauer got out. Brandon Green got hurt and came back. Corin Curvin was hurt, but he came back. But neither of them were 100%. The offensive line's in a real bind. And, uh, and that's really what the key was today, the struggles we've had offensively. Uh, already in the season, those really got uh, exacerbated today by by having those guys out on the offensive line. So we look forward to diagnosing those guys and shooting them up and getting back on the field next week, and and hopefully they'll be a hundred percent. Well, Mark, Mark in the locker room, did you have a chance to talk to Coach Lewis and the rest of the coaching staff, or did you just leave them alone? Well, you know, I talked to him all after the game, and Coach Lewis came up to me and he apologized for the performance and he apologized for not taking my advice this week. And that's fine. I understand, you know, he's the one that gets paid to to make the big decision. That's why he gets paid the big bucks of the head coach. And uh, if he doesn't want to take my advice, that's fine. But hopefully we've all learned a lesson here, and that's not, and that lesson, of course, is that I'm always right when it comes to these things. And and But he apologized profusely, and I, I don't see – 
what happened this week in terms of taking my advice to be another problem uh, going forward. So, again, I'm real looking forward to, to seeing the product that we put on the field next week, and, and I guarantee you it's going to be a significantly different product that you see out there. Yeah, and I know San Antonio quarterback Logan Woodside looked pretty good today. He was actually picked in the third round of the Alliance of American Football quarterback draft, and and, and your your Irons second round, your first round pick was Luis Perez, but the second round pick was Blake Sims out of Alabama. He hasn't gotten past third string on the depth chart. Now he's been placed on injured reserve. And the second teamer is a guy who wasn't even picked in the draft. It's Keith Price out of Washington. Um, how disappointing was it to see a guy like Woodside seem to be the better quarterback on the field today when he was right there for the taking in the second round of the draft? Well, Drew, I think I've talked before on the podcast about outside influences that we have in the political realm. Uh, specifically, the mayor of Birmingham really wanted Blake Sims on the team, and he really forced our hand. Uh, being that we're playing at Legion Field, he really uh, had a lot of input into us picking Blake Sims. I think I can speak for myself and most of the people in management at the Iron that we really liked Logan Woodside and wanted him to be our pick, but due to these extenuating and external circumstances we weren't allowed to pick logan woodside in the second round so you know we put blake sims on ir this week and we think he's a fine player but we're not really sure where he fits right now in the iron family uh so i doubt that he ever sees the film for the iron this week and again it's very disappointing that logan woodside's not on our team uh to see what he could do on the field or at least in practice to maybe get a shot at being put on the field but Uh, It's very disappointing, Drew. We've had a lot of struggles so far, and and those struggles really came to light today, unfortunately. But luckily, we're still 3-1. We're still in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. We're still two games ahead of the third-place team in our division. So we feel pretty good about where we are going forward with the squad that we have right now. All right, and some big potential quarterback news that I wouldn't be doing my job as 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 a host here. Uh, you tweeted last week about Johnny Manziel, the former Texas A&M quarterback who was released from his contract from the Montreal Alouettes. And he tweeted that he was going to look into some, uh, looking forward to exploring new options with the United States. Mark Jennings, five, five tweets. We will be inquiring into John Manziel. He embodies the character and integrity we look for in the iron family. Got about 240,000 retweets, 1,116,000 likes, a bunch of, Bunch of re- response here. It seemed like it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure really that you, you kind of have a mixed reaction to fans. A lot of people want Johnny Menzel. Some probably don't. But is there any uh, update to that situation? Because it's been a few days since you tweeted that you guys would inquire into the possibility of acquiring Johnny Menzel. Well, Drew, it's the rumors already out there, and I've seen some information circulating on on various forms of social media about it. So I, I feel comfortable sharing with you that. Johnny Manziel was at the game today, and he actually sat with me at the owner's box. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people floating around thinking we're looking about making him our starting quarterback. That's not true. We're looking at him to bring in competition. You know, we believe that the competition, competition makes everyone better. It's not about unseating Luis Perez. It's about really getting the best QBs that we possibly can on the roster. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it came out that we put Blake Sims on the IR the same week that Johnny Manziel became available. Uh, again, this is not saying that Johnny Manziel is going to start. It's not even saying he's going to be on the team. We think we are the front runner to sign Johnny Manziel, but we're not the only team that wants to sign uh, Mr. Manziel. When he's talking to a player of that caliber, 
a player that talent and that character that he has. We think he's a perfect fit here, but again, uh, we don't want to put the horse before the cart. We want to get the best players that we possibly can on the roster, and that's really what it's all about. I will say it was very interesting talking to him today, uh, diagramming and really dissecting what was going on on the field. He's really a coach on the field out there. Uh, he really he, he really knows what's going on. Sometimes I feel better than our, our own coaches do. So bringing that sharp mind into the picture, into the fold, uh, is another thing that we're looking for. But again, we're not, we're not saying we're going to sign Johnny Manziel. We're not even saying that, uh, well, we're thinking about signing Johnny Manziel. We're certainly not saying he's going to be the starting quarterback, but we think that bringing him in will make everybody on the roster better. That's what, really what we're trying to do. Yeah, what would you say the odds are? Could you put a percentage on, on the likelihood of the Birmingham Iron adding Johnny Manziel to the roster? That's a great question, Drew. You know, I'm not I'm not a math major. I, I'm not sure how probabilities work, but I feel that there's a better than around 80% chance that we're going to sign Mr. Manziel at this point. We've been in contact with his agent and contact with the league office, and, and he wants to be on the field. He just wants to play football, and, and that's really what we're looking for, that kind of uh, – game changer, a kind of playmaker back there, and we think he'd be a perfect fit for Birmingham. And, and again, this is not saying it's guaranteed that we're going to sign him, but uh, we are really looking forward to, to the possibility of him being on the team and seeing what he could do to make our team better. All right, next week we mentioned uh, 4-0 Orlando at home. This is the Irons' fourth home game out of five games to start the year. Two weeks, you guys play at San Diego. How excited are you about uh, a road trip that far out? And see, you know, the first road game was at Atlanta, just about three hours away. So many fans there. How excited are you about seeing how many fans make the cross country trip to San Diego? Drew, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to have ten thousand, thousands of fans, tens of thousands of fans in San Diego. In fact, we're all, we're already selling packages, travel packages for the Iron. So if you want to call the Iron Office and contact me about the travel packages, you can certainly do that this week. The Iron number, we've given it out before, but I'll give it out again. It's 205-847-1616. That's 205-847-1616. And you can come in. Well, I'll talk to you about the travel package right now. The plan is to leave. Uh, the game is on Sunday, the 17th. So we're going to travel out there, Drew. We're planning on taking the train, so we got to leave a little earlier in the week. Uh, the plan is to leave Monday from Birmingham on the train. You have to go through. There's not a direct train ride from Birmingham to San Diego. Got to take a couple of detours. You know, we got a layover in Washington D.C. and a layover in Chicago. But really, we're really going to see the country drew on the train. Uh, right now, the train tickets are going for about eleven hundred bucks. So that's actually a pretty good deal for for what is essentially eight days of tra- of travel on the train. So we're going to take the train to San Diego, and then we're going to take a charter bus from the from the San Diego train station to Tijuana, where the team is staying at the team hotel. So you call the Iron Office, uh, let them get in touch with me. I'll give you all the information about the travel package and 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 really getting a chance to see the Iron uh, all the way in California and seeing what they do, and really getting a chance to go see the world and taking a visit to Tijuana, getting some culture. So we're excited about the whole trip, Drew. So if you want to let the people know about the the travel package that we're selling in the Iron Office, you can call the office, the number I gave you, contact me, and I'll give you all the info. Yeah, and Mark, you, you mentioned the travel package. Is this a travel with the team? Like if you're taking this travel package, will you get a chance to interact with all the team players on the way to Tawana? 
Drew, unfortunately, the team is going to fly to San Diego and then bus to Tawana. Uh, but it might be a good idea to be able to charter the bus with the fans, have the players and the fans interacting in the bus ride from San Diego to Tawana. I do ask that everybody make sure they have a current passport because you'll need it to get into Tawana. Uh, but we, we are not looking forward to any fan interaction on the travel. Again, the team's going to fly out there. But when you're in the hotel in Tawana, uh, certainly you'll have plenty of chance to see all your favorite Iron players and perps in person and, and really get your picture taken, maybe get some autographs for the kids. Do whatever you want. So, uh, But as of right now, we're not looking at the, at the team taking a train all the way to San Diego. All right. I'm glad you're putting the team's interest first. I, I know you'll get several thousand fans that take that specific travel destination that sounds like a steal to me eleven hundred dollars for eight plus days of travel and then you get to go into mexico and then to top it off you get to see the birmingham iron play uh play play football um anything about you know why stay in tawana why why not somewhere else you know across the border or something like that well we think it's important for our players to be involved in not only in the community and where we live but the communities and where we play and and we think it's important for our players to do some community service in Tawana. I believe they can go visit the children's hospital there do some things and maybe breed and maybe uh, create some new iron fans in Mexico so uh, that's why we're going to Tawana because we're really about putting the community first drew we're not just the, the a team that plays in Birmingham. We're really a part of the Birmingham community and part of the communities of all the Alliance teams. And, and we're really looking to do and put others first other than ourselves. And and that's really what we're trying to do here, the type of environment and culture we're trying to create uh, with the Birmingham Iron. All right. Mark, I saw your good friend Rush Probst uh, at Colquitt County now won multiple state championships at Hoover and at Colquitt County. He was suspended recently. It looks like indefinitely. And you tweeted at Mark Jennings fifty five that he uh, got a bit of a raw deal. It seemed like um, what uh, actually you said it was a witch hunt against Rush Probst, who is a great coach but an even better friend in person. What's going on with Coach Probst? Do you expect him to return to the sidelines at Colquitt County? Well, what's going on with Coach Probst right now? There's been a lot of stuff in the, in the news, some rumors and innuendo that are completely untrue. I know as as I've known Coach Probst for years. He's not the person. He would only do things that put the kids first and help them succeed, not only as a football player in high school, but later in life. And he's just really getting a raw deal of all this. I think it's pretty disgusting what's going on in in Colquitt County right now. Personally, I think there might be some forces behind it. They're trying to get him out. Perhaps an assistant coach thinks it's his time and – and he's trying to get rid of Coach Probst so he can he can step up. But I, I think it's disgusting. Personally, I think Rush Probst from the finest football minds, finest people, obviously, but one of the finest football minds we have in America today. And and he's already done some consulting work with the Iron, and I've talked to him. He knows that if he ever wants a home uh, where he can apply his trade and apply his craft, he's always got a home here in Birmingham with the Iron. So we're certainly looking at him as a consultant if, in fact, he is let go. We're hopefully, obviously – uh, that that doesn't happen. But if, if in case it does, he knows that he always has a home here with the Iron. Yeah, if he is let go, is there a possibility he could be more than a consultant and be like an offensive coordinator or a position coach? Because, uh, you know, 12 or 11 points, you know, you need more than that to win an Alliance of American Football Championship. Well, we're, we're very happy with the coaching staff we have right now. I think if you, but you always guys move on and bigger and better opportunities. You know, the the iron is not just a uh, a, 
a breeding ground for NFL players. It's also a breeding ground for NFL coaches. If those guys get lucky to move on and get picked up, which we're hoping they do, and there's a spot available, obviously he'd be on the short list for that position. But really we're putting, again, the horse before the cart here. And 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 you're talking about something that's way in the future. And you're talking about a hypothetical situation that I can't answer right now. All right. Moving on, Alabama picks up a commitment number 12 in the 2020 class. Trayshawn Holden from uh, St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland, a big physical receiver, <clears throat> four-star recruit. Mark, he announces his commitment over the weekend to Alabama. What's the latest on Trayshawn Holden? Well, I think this is a great pickup for Alabama. You know, not every wide receiver is going to be Julio Jones. Sometimes you need a wide receiver that's big, and even though that person might not run a 4 3 5 40, you know he's going to be able to go and make a big play on third down and move those chains for you. That's really what Trayshawn Holden can bring to you. Uh, he's a fantastic possession receiver. He's 6'3", 195. The recruiting sites have him ranked outside the 200, top 250 players in the country. I believe they barely have him in the top 50 of wide receivers. So, uh, again, they're way off on this. That's much lower than I have him ranked. I think he's a fantastic player, and he's another fantastic player that was greatly underrated by recruiting services back in the day. Guy of the state of Minnesota. Uh, went and only played Division Two, I believe. Uh, didn't get a lot of looks at the big-time FBS level. Went on, had a fantastic college career. And then he went on, and he wasn't drafted, but he made an NFL roster. Now he's made a couple of Pro Bowls. So, uh, of course, I'm talking about Adam Thielen here, Drew. Do you remember Adam Thielen? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> out of Minnesota State, Mankato. Yes, correct, Drew. I'm impressed you knew where he was, where, what college he went to. But, yeah, that's a local college for him. He grew up in the state of Minnesota, went on, and, and really worked hard and developed a skill and, and trade. And really is, is no surprise to me that I, to see the success he's had in the NFL. Uh, I, I recognized his potential as soon as I watched his first game film. And I told everybody up in the Midwest uh, that he was going to be an NFL player one day, and they didn't listen, and, and now they missed out on a fantastic player. So when I look at Trayshawn Holden's film and what he can do on the field and what he can bring to an offense, he reminds me a lot of Adam Thielen. All right. Commitment number 12 for Alabama. We'll give uh... – Player comps to all the commitments in a separate in a future podcast, but we're very dedicated on the iron with such big news possibly with with uh, Johnny Menzel being linked to the iron, and, and hopefully we can get that done. And uh, it'd be a great thing. Staying in Birmingham here before we get to the questions, Mountain Brook wins the state seven A state championship sixty one to forty two over Baker. Trendon Watford was the star of the show again. He's a guy who didn't sign in the in the fall signing period, Will Wade of LSU looks to be the front runner to sign Watford. Uh, what, I don't know if you had a chance to go to the BJCC on Saturday night uh, to watch Watford. Uh, Will Wade was there after LSU beat Alabama. I think some other coaches were there as well. Some Duke coaches went and saw Watford in the semifinals. What were your impressions of Trenton Watford? Well, it was nothing that uh, – the impressions of him that I got from that game aren't really any different from what I've gotten throughout his entire career. He's just a fantastic player. He's the best player to come out of the state of Alabama since, uh, I, I don't know, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Robinson maybe. Uh, so he's a fantastic player. Uh, not surprised to me the success he's had. I know a lot of people think that he's going to go to LSU, and and there are a lot of rumors circulating around about Coach McMullen at, at – 
at Mountain Brook, possibly joining the LSU staff next year. I can't say those rumors are untrue. I've heard those rumors, and I think there's some uh, credence to those rumors, and those things might be true. So if Bucky's on the LSU staff next year, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, but, you know, he's a fantastic player. I think Will Wade's gonna, done a great job recruiting him. Coach Wade, I think, is the, one of the best coaches in the SEC and really does a fantastic job. And, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Co- uh, Trenton Watford and Coach McMillan uh, on the LSU. We're in purple and gold next year during basketball season. <clears throat> All right. For Al- and even Auburn to lose him to LSU and SEC rival. But Coach Wade has really just done such a great job by just getting all these big-time players like Naz Reed and, and Tremont Waters, and they're just going to keep going and going. Um, let's go to some listener questions. We've got a few of them this week. Mark, tell everybody how they can find you through social media and your email. Well, you know, we get the best questions every week on Twitter. We have the best listeners in the world uh, listening to our podcast. To the hundreds of thousands of you who follow me on Twitter, I know we get millions of podcast downloads a week now. Thank you guys so much for your questions. Obviously, we can't uh, read out all of your questions because there's only so much time with the day and only so much time for the podcast. But uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at MarkJennings55. That's one word, at MarkJennings55. If you're not familiar with Twitter or you're, you're afraid of the newfangled technology, you can find me on email. My email address is markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter. Either one's fine. And again, thank you again for all the fantastic questions you guys send our way every week. All right. Our first one comes from Peter at PDL716. Mark, in light of the recent high-profile crimes and continued poverty and violence there, do you and the Iron have any community outreach programs to assist the citizens of Dangerous Hoover? Interested to hear your answer. Thanks for all you do. Well, you know, I've gotten this question a lot uh, off the podcast, and so uh, it's probably a good time that we mention on the podcast. Uh, my, my idea for a community outreach program for Hoover is to get the people to move. You know, if you ask me for a community outreach program of what to do in Aleppo, uh, my my idea would be not to live there anymore. And I think that people of Hoover do the same thing. I think they should move if they can, frankly. Whatever they need to do, pack up all their belongings, sell their belongings on eBay, whatever they need to get do to get money to move out of Hoover and move to a much safer area, I would do that. So uh, I believe Hoover's too far gone at this point. I certainly wouldn't. Uh, if I had any family members there, I'd, I'd call them immediately and have them move. And uh, It's really unfortunate. Hoover really used to be a fantastic city, but now it's so far gone. I, there's not really a thing left that I think there is to do. So that's really an unfortunate thing to say. But, you know, me, Drew, I've never been one to, to hold back on the truth or sugarcoat anything. So uh, that's where we are with Hoover right now. I, I, I just wouldn't have anything to do with it. I'd, I'd just get out of there as soon as possible. All right. Uh, we hear from Gary Lloyd at Gary A. Lloyd. Mark, can you please discuss your thoughts on the NFL Combine and players who impressed you enough to earn Alliance of American football roster spots? Thanks for all you do. Well, this is a great question. And obviously, since I'm now part owner of the Iron, my my thoughts on the NFL Combine has certainly changed. You know, back when I was doing consulting work with the NFL, I looked for guys that uh, these hidden gems – that you could find in the NFL. And I guess you could say I'm kind of doing the same thing now. What I'm looking for is for tendencies that players have that uh, will cause a player to get released from an NFL training camp. Uh, guys that NFL teams wouldn't want. I don't want to give you out any secrets yet. 
Uh, I know there are other league general managers listening to the podcast hoping I'm going to give away some tips, but I'm not doing that uh, with the NFL Combine. So I've got what I'm looking for and things that I like about players that maybe not as aren't as valued in the NFL. And, and there are a lot of players I saw this week at the Combine that I know the NFL is probably going to look down on or find things they don't like about that player. But uh, if that's the case, I, I look forward to having them on the iron sooner rather than later. All right, we hear from Paul T. Graham, at Paul T. Graham on Twitter. Mark, what is the league planning to do to address player safety with the rash of knee injuries our Alliance of American Football Iron players have suffered in four short weeks of the season? Have you advised this league, the league on this matter yet? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question, Paul. I haven't seen any scientific studies about uh, player injuries in the iron, how they compare to, say, the NFL uh, but that's what I'm planning on doing this week is trying to see what the problem might be. It might be that we're just an outlier and we just had some bad injury luck, as they say. Uh, but I'm certainly going to look into that this week and, and letting the league, uh, the other owners and general managers know uh, how I feel about it. I'm very highly respected in the AAF circles, and I know they're waiting for me to weigh in on on this topic. Uh, so we're going to see how it goes. I haven't seen anything, any studies, but I look forward to looking at the data and the other empirical analysis that's been done on the injuries to the iron players and seeing where we go from there. All right, Coach Dins at Darth underscore Tide on Twitter. I have a great question. Where in the heck is the offense? This looks about some like something out of the Shula era. It's plain awful. Do they know they can at least try a stretch play? Four weeks we have been stuffed and Trent Richardson hit behind the line. Well, first thing, let me say, when you have a, a struggle on the offensive line, Trent Richards is the guy you want on your team because he's the guy that can really make plays if he's hit behind the line and turn a two-yard loss into a three-yard gain. There's not a better player than him in the AAF, and they think that's why you see he has so many touchdowns so far. But when we're talking about Coach Dins, when you're talking about struggles on the offensive line, having a stretch play would, would really make everything worse. If you can't block guys on a on an ISO or, a, or an off-tackle or a trap play, what do you think is going to happen when they have six more seconds to get behind the line to stop a stretch play? So uh, that's a pretty silly question, to be honest with you. And I, I wish that people who – uh, claimed to be coaches, really knew more about the game than they claimed to know, and maybe wouldn't get so many silly questions on Twitter about it. Yeah, and that's why we have your expertise on breaking down film. TD at TD4455544 asks, Mark, is it possible that Luis Perez's college game tape was misleading given the level of competition he faced? Given his struggles, has the team considered bringing in a more talented option who is accustomed to poor offensive line play, someone like Brody Kroll, for example, to face the Apollos? I mean, I feel like I've answered the same question four times, Drew. I mean, look, we have problems on the offensive line. No matter who you put back there, it's going to struggle. Did the, did, when Brody Kroll was back there, did the Alabama offense really light it up? No. So what was the point of bringing him in then? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, what, what, are we, what are we talking about here, Drew? Well, I mean, we got struggles on the offensive line. It's like you have a poor foundation on your building, and then the third floor starts falling apart. Well, it's probably because the foundation's bad. You know, it's not the problem of the third floor. So we have problems on the offensive line, and we're and we're looking at ways to fix it and make it better. But we're real thin right now. So no, we haven't thought about bringing Brody Kroll in to face the Apollos. And no, Luis Perez's college game tape wasn't misleading. 
Luis Perez is a fine football player. But when you got to roll out of the pocket after eight-tenths of a second every play, what, what do you expect to happen? Of course he's not going to look good. I'm getting right. fired up, Drew, about these questions. I apologize for coming off as harsh. But we got all these all these wannabe coaches and wannabe film breakdowners on Twitter who think they know more than I do, and it's very frustrating to me. Okay, well, well Mark, we'll, we'll take a different question here from John Chumbler. He says, "Mark, why do semi-urban white people love a farmer's market so much?" That's that's a great question, Drew. To be real honest with you, I don't understand why. I don't understand why they don't just grow the stuff themselves. You know. I, what, what is the purpose? You know, you go buy the farmer's market, you pay $12 for a bar of soap. What does that do you? Are, are you, are, you know, what does a bar of soap at Walmart cost? 25 cents, right? Probably so. So what, are, are you 50 times better, more clean with your $12 bar of soap for the farmer's market than you are from buying it from Walmart? I mean, what's the purpose of this? Are, are Britland and Caitlin cleaner, your little kids? If they, you know, is Marcus going to be cleaner if I if I bathe him with a twelve dollar bar of soap? That doesn't make sense to me, Drew. I don't understand that either. That's a great question, Chum. You know, we 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 do a poor job in this country of allocating our income. You know, it's no wonder that we're so much in debt and people don't have as much success because they spend twelve dollars on a bar of soap. You know, what do you expect to happen? How can you save for retirement properly if you're spending twelve dollars on a bar of soap? Drew, do you That's have the a, answer to that question? No, I don't go to a farmer's market. I just go get my vegetables at you know uh, at the grocery store, Publix or something like that. Yeah, that's what I do. You know, I'm thinking about starting my own vegetable farm in the back, maybe growing some tomatoes or stuff like that out there, maybe some avocados or something. But but yeah, I, I don't get it. That's a yeah, great they, question, Chum. Yeah, thank you, Chum. Oh, we appreciate all the insight you have. Well, uh, that'll wrap up this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, Joseph Bolin had a question. We are running out of time, so we cannot get to that this week. Uh, Joseph, keep keep submitting questions. Uh, you're, you would have been next among the other 3,500 questions we had. But um, just want to say to everybody, please subscribe to the Champs Corner podcast. Spread the word. Uh, search on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. You can follow Mark on Twitter at MarkJennings55. You can follow me at Drew Champlin, C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N. Mark, I'm, I'm very sorry again about the iron today. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they bounce back, and hopefully you can add Johnny Manziel to this list, and uh, and, and we'll ha- hopefully have a happier podcast to talk about next week. I hope so, too, Drew. I'm looking to see how the team recovers this week. I know Coach Lewis is going to have a great game plan again. We're just going to take it from there step by step. All right. We will talk to you guys later. Later.